0: Log Talk Radio. Mm
1: Some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt.
2: Heavenly Father, we praise your name and we thank you, Father. We thank you so much for everything, for everything, Father God, for even allowing us. Who art men that thou art mindful of him? We praise your name and we thank you for every trial and tribulation, every difficulty that we have to go through, every thorn in the flesh that we have to experience, all the pain all the things that would normally throw people off, we want to learn to embrace these things and let them roll off of our shoulders, Father, because we are aware, praise your holy name, of the magnitude of the darkness that is heading in our direction, and we just give you all the glory for that, Father, because when we have that burden upon us, when we have the burden uh, of life, upon us, and the trials and tribulations of our jobs, the trials and tribulations of, of the unscrupulous nature of those we have to deal with around about us. I won't get into it, uh, but I know a lot of us are going through such things. Father, we just praise you for those, because eventually we have to come to a place in our walk where we let it roll off of our shoulder, that where we give our total trust to you, and that's where we have to come to. We have to arrive at some point in our journey of sanctification. We have to come to a place where we, not only do we hunger and thirst for praise and worship and residing in the secret place of the Most High, but, you know, being on our knees uh, early in the morning before even the, the tiniest little sound starts to happen, you know, four o'clock, whatever, and, and have that utter, absolute, total privacy with you. But we also have to be able to go through and walk through our daily lives and deal with the things that are, in some cases, really, really hard to deal with. And just let them roll off of our shoulders and just hand them over to you and and praise your holy name. And thank you, Father, for allowing us to do that. Because I don't think we could, I, I really don't think it would be possible to be mentally healthy and um, joyous and deep down in our hearts about our imminent departure if we didn't have the ability to just allow uh, you to take control, to take these things away from us. Um, And I just give you all the praise. I pray that others feel the same way, too. We have to let these burdens go. We have to, you know, we have to stop worrying about the world. We have to stop worrying about getting sued over this that or the other thing. We've got to stop worrying about losing our jobs. we got to stop worrying about whether or not we're going to be here for this or whether or not we're going to be here for that. we got to stop reacting in the flesh and just turn it over to you. Give it to you, Father, because you are our Father. And with your help, we know that we're going to get through it, just as we got through so many other things in our lives. And really, without your supernatural help, and we probably have no idea, Father, how many t- times you have helped us, how many times there have been angels that have been in our presence that have saved, in some cases, probably even saved our lives. Uh, when, and and I, I won't get into all of the impact associated with that, particularly because of the, um, you know, an inheritance and rewards that are p- p- potentially poss- possible for us to achieve over time uh, that we would have sadly had to have forfeited if you hadn't have kept us going uh you know uh, and and saved our lives as i i know that you've saved my life many times and i just want to praise you father I, I praise you for this next week i'm i'm going to be a living example uh this week is a do or die week for me and if i don't get this report done uh it, it's a big one and uh, it's hard and if i don't get it done i'm i'm in a lot of trouble father so it's your problem now I hand it over to you, and I just give you all the praise and honor and worship and glory, Father God, because it is you that sustains me, and I, and, and I pray that you are also he who sustains every single person who is listening to this program, whether they are listening live. Father, we, we just want to hand all of our burdens. As it says in Psalm fifty five twenty two, we cast our burdens on the Lord. We cast our burdens on you, Father, and we allow you to sustain us through through our trust in you, our our, our absolute assurance that you are there to help us navigate the ambiguity, the, the, the things that would stress us out and keep us up at night. Um, Father, we just hand them over to you, you. We lay them at the foot of the cross, Lord Jesus. We know that you have full control of the dynamics that are taking place. We believe in the power of our prayer and we give our burdens to you. And we thank you, Father God, because without you, there's just no way. We wouldn't be able to keep our heads together in the days to come, certainly not even in the days that we're in right now. And we thank you, Father, for all of these things, because these these trials and tribulations, these thorns in the flesh that we all carry with us are that, are that. they are the catalyst for bringing us closer to you in prayer, worship, and praise. And we thank you, Father, for that gift of these trials and tribulations, because without them, There's no telling where we would be in our walk. And I would much rather be be laden with trials and tribulations and be on my knees before you than be anywhere else. And I give you all the praise and honor and glory, Father God, on behalf of every listener of this program. And one more thing, Father, because this is what your scripture says, and I believe it. Matthew 18:19. I'm going to pray this every single day until we get off this alien demon-infested rock, and that's exactly what it is. Uh, praise you, Jesus. Matthew 18:19. You said, Lord. Again, I say unto you, if if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it doesn't mean that this this scripture here does not say. that we have to be in the same room? We don't have to be holding hands. All we have to do is agree. On anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father, Matthew eighteen nineteen. Father, we lift this scripture up to you. We thank you for this promise, and together we pray that you will count us worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before Jesus at the wedding supper. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you, Father God. Amen. And we praise you, Father God, for a glorious, awesome, great work, work week. This next work week is going to be glorious. We hand it over to you, all of the trials, all of the problems, all of the stress, all it's yours. And we praise you for taking it off of our shoulders because we don't need it. And it's yours, Father, you sustain us, you alone. And we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus name. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So I'm kind of watching my security camera as the oddest. It must be. This is weird. Anyway, I've got somebody fuddling about in, in front of my door. <laughs> I guess there's so it's got to be one of those unusual amazon delivery folks sometimes they Amazon tries to deliver things you know uh before i don't know they they have these people that they hire sometimes because they want to try to get something to your house like but by the end of the day you know they just got to get it there by the end of the day and then sometimes what happens is i'll start the radio show and it's kind of creepy because you know the, you know it it's this is a creepy world we live in i mean it really is, and that's why we we really do i mean i um, um, like, just to share with you, and I know that there are people out there that have other versions of their own thorns in the flesh, but, um, you know, I had I, – I tapped some lady's bumper, and I'm talking about – it was the smallest little den. I had no marks on my car at all. Well, anyway, you know, they're, they, they're milking the system, and so they're com- coming for – they're saying that, that there was uh, – bodily injury, which is absolutely ridiculous because I was moving at about a fraction of a, like maybe one quarter of a mile an hour. <laughs> you know, it was one of those intersection things where you're just edging up and whatever, I, but I got that burden and then I, I've got to deal with that and then I've got a deadline and, and the deadline requires two documents to be completely done, which I've never done before and, and, and all this other stuff. And I'm supposed to be going on vacation, but the vacation is, is up for grabs because, if, you know, it's just there's all these interdependencies that And if this doesn't happen on time, and that doesn't happen on time, or this is wrong, or you know, and uh, it's you got to give it to God. You have to give it to God, and that that's the tip of the iceberg, folks. I mean, I've got other issues uh, that I'm trying to deal with as well, mistakes that were made by uh, insurance agents for my house insurance and. Oh, the list just goes on and on and on. And I had to make an emergency deposit really, really fast because somebody made a mistake. And, oh, you know, and you're running around doing all this stuff. I tried to go get my haircut, I, I, you know, because I've got to go to some kind of a Christmas thing for my work. Uh, thank you, Jesus. I don't have to jump on a plane on this one. It, it just happened to bless me. Thank you, Jesus. And I do mean that. Thank you, Father, uh, because they're having the event, uh, this little get together event. Um, and it just so happens that it. it in my town. So that's great. So everybody else is lying except me. I, I can just j- jump in an Uber and go down there. But I mean, all these things come down on you like a ton of logs. And I was having a conversation, of, and, and by the way, they do have a tendency, and I think that you would agree with this. Most of you would. Maybe maybe some of you are just so blessed, so blessed that you don't have thorns in the flesh. You don't have a whole bunch of different, but it, it, you know, it, that, that, that saying, when it rains, it pours is like, My face is beside that. If you you could, like, look that colloquialism up somewhere in a book, it would have, like, a picture of me smiling at you going, when it rains, it pours. And I think a lot of us uh, are living that. Um, I I don't – and the only answer that I can come up with in my heart is that these are all – our own personal thorns in the flesh. I, I really think that without them as as it were with Paul in that story, I really believe that um, our minds would stray. You know, we would we would go off into tangents and stuff because there's so many distractions occurring in the world and we don't want to be part of that distractive uh, rush uh, tidal wave of uh, distraction really. And people have and everyone has their own way of dealing with that kind of stuff. But I think really at the end of the day, what God, what our Heavenly Father wants us to do is learn to give it to Him. Now, I got, um, my sister actually helped in me, you know, along. We were talking about these kinds of things and she, she, I don't, I don't how do I say this? She kind of let loose, okay? See, norm, normally she doesn't say anything about any of these things, but she, she, she said, Johnny, listen, I don't normally talk about these things. I just don't talk about them because I don't want to give them any airtime, essentially. But she put together a list, you know, it's a pretty big list actually, of things that she's gone through over the last couple of years, and it was, it was, it was very. Her husband died. Her daughter died. When her daughter died, it cut her off from being able to see her grandchildren through her daughter because whenever she shows up, they get all sad because. It's a reminder of their mother dying, so it's a you know so now she hardly ever gets to see her grandchildren. Her and I, I think I mentioned that her husband died from cancer in right in the house, you know. So they were taking care of him kind of like an in-house hospice kind of a deal. So she had to go through that. Then her daughter died because they murdered her really with the uh, uh, the. Uh, Ventilator system uh, in the COVID. So she was a COVID victim, and they killed her with the, with the ventilator. Um, and, of course, she has, you know, she's w- awakened to these things. So now she knows that it was evil that was behind it. But she had to, she had to just give it to, to give it, she had to give it to God, had to give it to Jesus. And then um, she also mentioned that there was this one lady that she had uh, renting a room from her, because that's how she tries to make ends meet. And this lady slipped on ice on her own. Okay, back in the back of, you know, it's a long backyard. It walks away, you know, anyway, so she slips on ice and then she decides that she's going to go after the homeowner's insurance to get money. Okay, but what she but this woman, and by the way, I'm leaving out an awful lot of ugly. But the bottom line is, so there she is getting sued. Well, well, from this lady who slipped on ice, so she had to go through all that. Then, amidst that, um, not too far down the road, there was a uh, fender bender, a car accident where she pulled out in in an intersection, and another fellow pulled out at the same time, and whatever. Uh, She says he was distracted driving, and whatever. So at the end of the day, she's telling me, you know, Johnny, hey, did you know that when I was going through that, they were sending me, like, every week a packet of paperwork that they had, they, she had to fill it out. They were looking for an inconsistency in her story so that they could turn around and blame her for the accident and try to, you know, it's just all kinds of evil. People are evil. And so what happens is, these things have a way of stacking up on top of each other. They, you know, Satan wants us distracted. Satan doesn't want us to give praise to our Heavenly Father. Satan wants us to be wrapped up in worry, worrying about our jobs, worrying about our lives, worrying about our insurance, worrying about our cars, you know, suffering from agoraphobia, not wanting to leave the house. You know, not, he, Satan wants us to be that. And we have to get to a place in our walk somehow. And it's hard because I'm going through this right now. So this next week for me, and I appreciate and thank you all dearly for even mentioning me for a moment in your prayers, this is going to be a really, this is a do or die week for me. Now, I'm ignoring my other problems. I'm ignoring my homeowner's insurance issue. I'm not going to pay any attention to that because if I do, it's going to overwhelm me and it's going to affect. See, I'm one of those personality types, unfortunately, that if you lay too much stress on me, too many layers and layers and layers of stress at the same time on me, I'll freeze up. I'm fine if I just have a few things, but if it's too many, so I'm in a place in my life where I'm having to learn to just let it go and give it to God which is why I absolutely love that scripture and why I shut it down. Now, I'm naughty me. Here it is. I have it in my keep thing here, but um it's um well, let me focus my eyes. Psalm 55:22. Cast your I think this is from the amplified. Uh cast your burden upon the Lord, blessing um I'm sorry, releasing the weight of it, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be moved, or made to slip, fall, or fail. So again, we're reminded in the scripture, and that's just one of many scriptures that are, you know, about not worrying and not letting anxiety go. You know, Jesus spent, has a lot of real estate on us not worrying, and, and and the funny thing about it is, it's not odd, I want to say the odd thing about it is, is that there are t- there's certain there's stress that you know that you have because it's right in your face, overt stress, but there's hidden stress, and the hidden stress actually is more dangerous to your health, well-being, to your walk in Christ than the overt stress. The overt stress is the kind of stress that you can write it down, and I do recommend doing this. If you're one of those people who has, you know, if you have to juggle a lot of stressful things, it does help to write down each one of those things that's, that's a stressor. Each one of those things that you're dealing with, and put down a plan on how. Write it down. Write it down on a piece of paper. Get yourself a paper and just map it all out. I'm going to do this, 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 and the problem will be solved. When you can quantify the steps to get rid of that problem and how it's going, you know, it helps. It helps a lot. But what is dangerous is hidden stress. Hidden stress is the kind of stress where you know the world's coming to an end. You know that World War III is going to start at any time. And you're out there, you're, you're thinking to yourself, without even really realizing what you're doing, you're you know, starting to buy a whole bunch of extra food. You're starting to buy bags and bags of beans and rice, and you're really, but you're not, not really cognizant of it. I mean, you kind of think of, oh, I'm just preparing for what might happen and that kind of thing. But that's a sign of hidden stress, too there's nothing wrong with preparing a little bit and having a little extra food, but we have to be aware and it 's hard it 's really hard at least it is for me to identify hidden stress and when we can identify hidden stress, we want to be able to overtly through our through our tongues you know because of life and death and the power of the tongue. we want to say to our father, father, this is yours. This is your problem. I give it to you. I cast my burden on the Lord, just like the Scripture tells me to. I'm going to trust you. Well, trust you know because when we trust in God. We get certain promises. Okay, as a matter of fact, being kept in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon you because we trust our Father. Isaiah twenty six verse three. Praise God. And yeah, we're we're in a time right now where it's very easy to to slip into a state of mind where we don't really quite understand about the hidden stressors that are in our lives and how they're affecting us. And it can come at us so, so many ways. So many ways. So we got got to get it up. We got to, you know, get it up and get it out and hand it over to the Lord and truly believe with all of our heart, the scripture, the promises that God has given us and Jesus has given us that everything is going to be okay. And he is going to take care of us. Okay. This is also what Proverbs 3, 5 is all about. Trusting in the Lord with all of our heart, not worrying about what we think about things. That's why it says, you know, don't depend on your own understanding okay in other words let god have it let him take care of it he will keep our path straight all our heavenly father wants from us is love he wants us to love him more than anything he wants us to desire to praise him he wants us to be to walk in his presence to talk to jesus to sing praises and to let it go i believe that our heavenly father feels a closer intimacy to us the more that we give our burdens to him um, and and trust him to be able to bring us through. So my whole next week – it's all about trusting God, keeping my head down. I'm going to work through it. I'm going to believe with all of my heart, and I'm going to thank every single one of you for your prayers. And I am, believe me, I am praying for you as well. And um and uh you know, and and we're going to get through this. You know, th- this 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 period of time, this period of sorrows that we're in right now, when we see the um, end times clock ticking quickly towards World War III, it's really hard to look at those things happening. I don't want to look at them, quite frankly. I'm getting a little bit, you know, I'm like, I'm really cutting back on my doom scrolling. I want to get the cutting edge news, but at the same time, I really don't want to overwhelm myself with the ugly that's going on because it is ugly. Um, these war situations and dynamics that are taking place, I don't care where they are, whether it's the Ukraine, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, over in the Middle East or or, or even in, in our own lands, our individual lands. You know, there's protests and riots, and many of them are turning uh, very violent, uh, and it – you know, these things are probably going to increase exponentially, substantially an increase over the next – Oh, who knows? You know, maybe I hate to think that we would even be here a year from now. But if we are, can you imagine how much more they're going to increase? I mean, there's a lot of people uh, uh, out there that are pretty smart. Uh, Colonel, uh, again, it does tend to be the same uh, analysts and, you know, like Colonel Douglas McGregor. He still believes that we probably are not going to have a 2024 election. Now, I don't know. To me, it's like I just want to get this over with. I don't know about you. I really do want to just get this over with as fast as we possibly can, but also with as much peace as we can have. Peace, joy and peace. Joy comes from knowing that you're not stuck here. Deep down inside, when you realize that this is not your issue, you don't have to worry about CBDCs. You don't have to worry about digital ID. You don't have to worry about all these things because – Our Heavenly Father, if we're dwelling in the secret place of the Most High – now, are some Christians that are not dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, that are not dedicated to our Heavenly Father, that are not walking that type of walk, are they going to be subject to more ugly? And the answer is yes. Okay, so the ideal thing is that right now we – Praise God for that refiner's fire. We thank him for it and and the storms in the flesh, and we learn to trust him and totally walk in that, um, I I don't know what the word is, but there's like a meditative aura of praise energy. and, And I don't know what to call it, but it's a sense of peace that comes when you just say, Father, this is yours, whatever it is whatever your problem, if it's a family member, an elderly mom or dad, or, or a child that is uh, causing you some, you know, there's a lot of children out there, folks, I mean, and that have bipolar disorder, their parents are being driven. Absolutely. I don't know how they deal with it. I really don't. It's It's a horrible, horrible thing when you have a child that is suffering from, you know, those kinds of attacks and um because th- they're going to ricochet their emotional outburst against you or toward you. And that energy is very negative. And it's, uh, oh, it's just horrible to have to go through these things. So we, all of us, you know, and then you, you stack it on, you stack it on. Okay. There's more, it's not just that it's this other problem and this other problem and this other problem and this other problem. And they all seem to just come down on us like a ton of logs. And if we don't learn how to just release it back to our father through trust, it's going to make our walk over the next several months probably get a lot harder and i know and so my personal thing is i want to totally learn to just give it all to to jesus i'm not quite there yet okay i still have a lot of these things bother me a lot. And I think a lot of us do. At least that's the feedback that I'm getting from various people that I'm talking to. And that also amplifies the importance of us praying for one another. I pray for every single listener of this program fervently. I um I I want and I believe with all of my heart that every one of us are going to be at the wedding supper. That is my goal. They, look, there's a whole bunch of ugly that's coming after the first watch after the barley harvest, I believe with all of my heart, I want to believe and I will believe and I shall believe I will stand on the promises of the scripture. And I believe that with us praying for one another, you, you, look, I don't need to know your name. I I don't need to know your name. I don't need to know that your name is Sally. I don't need to know that your name is Frank. You And if you want to reach out to me, by all means, go ahead. Send me an email. Praise God. I love it at jbaptist Baptist seven 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 at gmail.com. Praise God. Um but we all need to be praying for one another as much as we possibly can and um, because now is, and the lost, and the lost don't forget the lost, Father in the name of Jesus please I pray that you will send your angels, Father God send your heaven's power, heaven's glory down upon people when they are deep in their sleep touch them Father God with the presence of your angels, touch them Father God with the presence of Jesus, touch them Father let them see visions and dreams and be brought to the kingdom through supernatural anointings, Job 33 14 and 15 praise God. We thank you. Jesus pray for the lost and pray for one another right now as much as you possibly can, because folks, I really believe that's what's sustaining us right now. The devil wants us dead. The reason why those of us, I know people, I, I know that, you know, people, I believe it with all of my heart that, you know, people that are that don't have a, they don't have, they don't have a problem in the world. Everything's going really good for them. That's not a really good sign. Okay, it's actually in, according to my, what my Bible tells me, it is an anointing. It is a blessing. I mean, really, uh, I have it right here on one, it's one of the uh, scripture cards that I carry with me everywhere. Yeah, Second Corinthians twelve ten. But you know, this is where Paul's talking about his thorn in the flesh. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. I take pleasure in reproaches. I take pleasure in needs. I take pleasure in distresses, for Christ's sake, because he knew that the reason why he was. Going through the, all these difficulties was because he was, a tar- he had a target on his back. He knew that. And God was, God said, my grace is sufficient for you. In other words, Paul, get on your knees, stay on your knees, stay on your knees the whole time. And that's, that's a blessed place for all of us to be. It's hard. I'm not saying it's not hard folks. It is real hard. Okay, it's real hard, but we have got to learn how to just let it go. And I'm preaching to myself right now because my next week is going to be a hard one. And I and I I accept it. I accept the challenge. Uh, I believe that God will will help me. I believe that the prayers of the saints will help me. I know that I'm praying for you and I believe that you're praying for me. And we're all going to get through all these things uh, together, uh, you know, and not worry about it. We're going to hand it over to God. If you're under if you got a lot of things like I do going on right now in your life, consider it a blessing because that indicates that you're a target. You want to be a target. That's a good thing. You want to go through the fiery fire, the fiery trials that are to try you. As if something strange has happened to you. These things are good for us. These things keep us on our knees. These things keep us close to our Lord. We need to be able to trust our Father. We need to be able to lay those burdens at the bottom of the cross and just let them go. Let them go. Because we're not from here and we're not staying here. Praise God. All right? And that is the most important thing for us to all embrace is that this is not our home. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is not our home. And all I can say is if that, if that doesn't give you a little bit of joy in your heart, I don't know what will. Now, kids, this will give you a little bit of joy. A little bit of joy. Kids, kids, when is a baseball player like a spider? When he catches a fly.
0: <laughs>
2: when he catches a fly. Fly ball, you know.
0: Yeah, all
2: right. Okay, kids. Kids. Why should you stay away from trees? Because they can be a little shady. (laughs) Like all those people out there nowadays. Right, kids? Kids, when is a car not a car? When it turns into a driveway. (laughs) Kids, I don't know. What do you think, kids? Kids. All right, I'll take it, I'll take it. All right, three for three, praise God. So, yeah, we're in the middle of some really kind of creepy times, and it, it, it can really wear on you. But um, it, I, I think our challenge from the kingdom, from our Heavenly Father, from the throne room, is for each of us to learn, no matter what your portfolio, your collection of problems are, and we all have them. Turn it over to God. Give him, just like it says in that scripture that I read for you in Psalm 55, lay those burdens on our Heavenly Father. Learn to do that. And also ask him through the power of the Holy Spirit to reveal to you any hidden stress that you might have as well, because you want to get rid of it. It will it it, it will hurt your body. You will get sick. Well, a lot of people don't realize this, but A lot of sicknesses are caused by hidden stress. We have to learn to identify it with the life and death and the power of our tongue. We were not given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Uh, 2 uh, uh, 2 Timothy 1.7, I believe it is. All right, so anyway, praise God, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. So always remember the kids. All right. Anyway, on that note, let's go ahead and move through the news because we don't want to miss our uh, time with uh, Gary. Praise God. What a blessed – I love these programs with Gary. It's so elucidating, and uh, it's deep-diving, really, really fascinating stuff. Praise God. All right, and on that note, let's move into the news.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, wrong. It's not normal. What He's
2: Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Breaking news. Palestinian official says that over 700 people were, kill, were killed in Gaza in the last 24 hours. So, again, we still have that battle going on back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And so um, I, I try to steer clear of it. I don't want to become emotionally involved in it. My citizenship is in heaven, and so is yours. Praise God. So keep your mind stayed on things above and not on things of this world. Hallelujah. Colossians 3, 2. Live it. All right, give it to God. Give it to God. Let it go. He's in control. He's in control. Not you. You just think you're in control. Okay. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Next one up. Floods, landslides, killed dozens in northern Tanzania. And by the way, there are it's 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 out of control. And um, yes, it is catastrophic climate change. Yes, it is actually real. Uh, it's not about it. It's Planet X. So if you understand how that works, you understand how elliptical orbits work, and you understand the impact on the earth when these things are happening, signs on the sun and moon and stars, seas roaring, just like Jesus warned us about, okay, they're happening before our very eyes. And so uh, I, I, I don't even know how many, I had probably six, seven, eight maybe reports on massive flooding and deaths. Um, so, it, you know, you think it was bad last year, it seems to be clearly getting worse uh, year after year, which is exactly what we would expect, I think, um, under the um, uh, cosm- co- cosmology, you know, what's going on out in the universe, it would seem to me, uh, scientifically speaking, that things would get progressively worse as we, you know, as, as the days go by. Uh, praise God, thank you, Jesus. All right, next headline up. Right, this is very significant. Now, how significant, we'll have to wait and see what happens. We don't know. But United States warship and multiple commercial vessels were reportedly attacked in the Red Sea. And then, of course, they say in a little subtitle here that the attacks could mark a significant escalation in the region. Now, um, are we talking about another Gulf of Tonkin sort of an incident here? You know, I mean, because... The United States of Babylon the Great is the biggest false flag um, – co- we do – more anyway, if you know the history of the United States and how many times this country has launched false flags – for it's own hegemony, then uh, oh boy, and and uh, if, if you want to read a really interesting book, you can read the book by, um, let me see, we'll see it's uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Really, really, Perkins is the author of that and uh, we actually had him on the show many, many years ago. I don't know, you know, but anyway, uh, yeah, when you find out exactly how the United States operates and has been operating for wow, I don't even know how long. I mean, it's seems like 70, 80 years now, maybe more. Praise God. But anyway, so what What does this mean? We don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. I honestly believed, and of course, you know, i am always got to get a little bit of godly smackdown. Um, uh, I believed that we would have been in a hot war situation, and it wouldn't be just Israel and Gaza. I would have believed by now, by now it would have been it would have gone hot. I would I would have thought by now Turkey would be moving in, Jordan would be moving in, Lebanon, you know, Hezbollah would have much, much, much more action from Hezbollah it's not. I'm shocked. So I, I, I will remain utterly blown away that it hasn't escalated faster than it has. I'm I'm amazed it hasn't escalated because I know that the mindset of these entities that are behind it. And I'm I'm speechless at how long it's taking, but that's all right. This is up to the Lord. The Lord is in control. The Lord's going to move it at the rate of speed that it needs to move in order to wake up as many people as he needs to wake up. See, one of the problems that we have probably are dealing with right now is churchianity. Our Heavenly Father doesn't like the fact that churchianity is, well, in the mindset that they're in right now because they're they are not where they need to be. And so I think our Heavenly Father is going to be merciful as he always is and um, kind of work, you know, allow the things that are happening in the earth to work on the hearts and the minds of the people, of his people, and also the lost and in a way that, that the harvest will be even greater but you know my tiny little peanut brain i look at those things i look at the you know Erdogan, i look at you know the king jordan i look at you know what's going on the you know the threats that have come out of iran and all the other things and i'm i'm blown away i can't believe that this hasn't gone hot already i mean more than just israel and gaza essentially and so we'll have to wait and see uh you know this this whole report of uh, a us warship and multiple commercial vehicles being attacked in the red sea we don't know you know how much is that? How much is propaganda? How much is false flag? How bad was the attack? Who was involved in the attack? Are they going to use it as, as uh, an excuse to go in and do more? And, and, and do they even need any more of an excuse? That's another thing. There's been a, a phenomenal number of attacks on against uh, U.S. military bases all over I, uh, Iraq and and uh, and Syria and different places like that. So again, you know, I don't know. We're just going to all have to watch. But I I'm going on record as saying I'm blown away by how slow this is moving I can't believe it but you know and then we got this white lung pneumonia thing that's like it's it's all over the United States now we're going to talk about that in a couple of seconds i got to watch my time all right praise god next one up <laughs> Over 2,500 trucks are stuck at the Ukrainian-Polish border amidst a strike-by-drivers border guard. Now, really what it says, it says more than 2,500 trucks are stuck in line at the Ukrainian-Polish border due to a strike by Polish carriers demanding the resumption of permits for border crossings by Ukrainian carriers. Now, what does this all mean? I don't know, but it's causing quite a problem at the Polish-Ukrainian border, okay? So, um, is this going Escalate into something? It's, it's talking about over 2,500 cargo vehicles backed up here. So what it, is? I don't know. It, could it be an, just another one of those things that happens and it doesn't turn into anything? I don't know. We're just you know it's just one of those news points going on over there, and, and nobody really knows what's going to happen with the Ukraine right now. That's getting weird. They, they actually got a loan of over a billion dollars from the World Bank, but here's the. If you understand how the United States operates through the World Bank and the Economic, the, the International Monetary Fund, it it doesn't have a good ending. Let's just leave it at that. People get killed. Uh, anyway, I'm not. You know, you need to under. You know, if you really want to understand the inner workings of the power engine that controls the world, uh, yeah. It, uh, the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank are two very, very satanic and evil organizations that tr- trick other countries into becoming indebted so that they ultimately end up getting taken over by, well, the United States, ultimately. All right, so another one up. All right. Philippines accuses the Chinese vessels of swarming the reef off of their coast. More than 135 Chinese vessels near Whitsun Reef in the South China Sea uh, um, are, you know, threatening. Okay, so th- that's what this is. This is all saber rattling. It's been going on for quite some time. Um, all I can say is, from a prophecies, dreams, and vision standpoint, I've I see I seem to have more indicators that there is not going to be a Taiwan event. A lot of people think that there is, but I think th- they want you to think that, and I believe that, there, that the the Global Satanic Crime Syndicate is expecting to, ha- to voluntarily hand Taiwan over to China. Okay, so I don't really see a war situation breaking out over there, at all, although there's an awful lot of saber rattling. So we'll have to wait and see how that turns out. We don't know. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next one up. All right, another report. Um, let's see here. Ukraine accuses Russia of war crimes after executing. I'm sorry, after the execution of captured troops. Now this flies in the face of everything that I have seen with my own eyes. Um, uh, and I don't believe it. I think this is another false accusation and, um, you know, but how do you know what to believe anymore? I mean, there's so many propaganda based lies. I mean, once you have so many, uh, hotspots, you know, we have so many hotspots and it's really, really difficult to know. I'm seeing a lot of people falter. A lot of people who are very, very good at intel are faltering because they're getting tricked. They're getting tricked. And so there's so much disinformation out there that, you know, all you can do is just read it and pray about it and keep your eyes, watch and pray. Like Jesus said, watch and pray and be befuddled like me and say to yourself, gosh, I can't believe these things haven't escalated like everybody threatened that they would, but what happens tomorrow? We don't know. Praise God. Next one up. Israeli United Nations envoy attacks George Soros over funding pro-Hamas groups. The behavior of the Jewish billionaire is shameful, uh, says uh, you know the, this United Nations envoy Gilad Erdan. Okay, so anyway, um, no surprises there. P- by now, if people don't know, there is a cabal manipulating people out there through all these, you know, and 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 Russia. God bless them. Boy, they're smart. I mean, they made it absolutely illegal. You can't set up NGOs over there. They've made it absolutely illegal. They'll arrest you. They'll throw you in jail. Uh, They're they're, uh, putting up laws right now against anything LGBT, LMNOP, outlawed. All right. Well, praise Jesus. Thank you, Father, at least some place on earth. Uh, Anyway. All right. Praise Jesus. Let's look. Onward. Breitbart, Breitbart reports that the Islamic State renews calls for attacks on Europe in wake of the Gaza conflict. So, again, here we are. How long has this been going on? October 7th, right, is when it started, arguably. So we've got all, pretty much all of October, all of November, and we're entering into December now. And we're still pretty much in the same place as we were, you know, weeks ago. So, again, how long is this going to continue? You know, so the biggest really, I, I guess the biggest event is the event in the Red Sea. And the question is, what happens on account of it? Anything? Well, we don't know. All right, let's keep on watching and praying. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Travel chaos worldwide as heavy snow blankets European cities to Hawaiian peaks. And, again, the snow situation, that's another thing. There are more blizzards, more, and, and oh, man, folks, it's got, just keep watch the weather situation. There's going to be flooding, monsoon-like events. Uh, it, the blizzard situation, of course, contributes to landslides, and, and oh, man, it's out of control. Uh, here's another AP Newswire report. A snowstorm brings the Munich airport to a standstill causing travel chaos in Central Europe. And they have photographs. And let me tell you something. This is some serious snow. All right. apocalypse as they used to call it. And I guess they're probably going to resurrect that terminology again because of what we're seeing happening across the world. Next one up. COVID vaccination is suddenly changing the personality of recipients. Did you hear that? Many of us have been saying that, uh, many of the people that I talk to and uh, who pray for me and and such, um, back and forth, you know, prayer partners and such, they have said that they have seen a noteworthy shift in people's personalities since the whole bioweapon release upon mankind. Well, here it says in this particular article, it says, uh, you know, in this video, the expert explains how mRNA transjections not only cause physical damage to the organs, but how they also damage the small capillaries in the brain, overriding the blood-brain barrier, and eventually leading to massive personality changes. Oh, goody, goody gumdrops. It's not as if we haven't been seeing it. It's just now they're confirming it scientifically. Oh my gosh. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just one more thing, Dad. <laughs> Doc! Hallelujah. All right, next one up. The United States needs Gaza War to stabilize the BRICS, uh, the BRICS financial uh, ha- alliance. It says the United States needs to win the Gaza War to destabilize BRICS to carry on with the India-Middle-East-Europe Economic Corridor, which they have at, you know, IMEC, they call it, I-M-E-C, proposal presented in September at the G20 meetings in New Delhi. Now, that's goes way over my head, Uh, but they're they're actually tying the whole Middle Eastern conflict into that on top of everything else. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Hamas wanted to sacrifice thousands of children so Israel can take the blame, says son of Hamas co-founder. So who's telling the truth? Is it Israel? Is it Hamas? Are they both lying? Where's the propaganda coming from? How much are they lying? You know, we know that there's a false flag involved here. We know we know a lot. I mean, what is going on here? And so, again, we're just going to have to continue to watch, pray, and not allow ourselves to become emotionally attached to this. Hand everything over to Jesus and enjoy the time that you have in his presence because that's where we're going. Very soon we are going to be at the wedding supper. And it is going to be awesome. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. All right, next one up raid, Moscow uh, gay bars after top court LGBTQ extremist designation, Russia's Supreme Court ruling, has been the most drastic step against the LGBTQ movement under Putin's rule. All right, so there's a little uh, headline confirmation to what I was just mentioning earlier. Next one up. Sinwar, uh, October 7th, was just a rehearsal according to this particular individual, and let me see who, okay, this is from World Israel News, says after uh, his release from prison, Sinwar, I don't know this guy, gained power and popularity with Hamas becoming its Gaza leader in February of 2017 by defeating Ismail, uh, this other guy, Henya, whatever, uh, in an internal vote. And anyway, this particular individual who they are claiming is... A leader in Hamas basically said that October 7th is just a rehearsal. So what does that mean? All I can sit, tell you is that from what I can see, Israel is having a really difficult time uh, on the, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, the door-to-door, you know, the combat. As a matter of fact, they're sending, tw- they're sending an untold number of 2,000-pound bunk- bunker buster bombs over there now from the United States of Israel. Where this is heading, it, well, just keep your I, – I, biblically speaking, it looks like it's heading to a hot World War III, which is exactly what all of the experts are saying. And that's what it looks like to me too. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. CCP pushes organ donation program increasing concerns over forced – organ harvesting. Well, we already know that stuff's going on all over the place. I don't even want to get into that. I, that's a, ugh. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, also, there's been a lot of chatter, in case you don't know, about Elon Musk because he is refusing overtly, very loudly, very loudly, using language that is not that which I would repeat, but he's telling his, there's, a, I don't know, about eight or nine like Disney and Apple and you know Walmart or whatever, and they 're all threatening well to pull their advertising off of uh x slash twitter and Elon Musk is coming right out in front of everybody they 're talking about it on Fox News Live and everything and' they're, they're saying he doesn 't care he 's telling them, look if you if you think you're going to control what I do because you 're pulling your advertising on me, forget it I and mean, he used some very colorful language to make his point next one up. Douglas McGregor says, and he's saying this publicly, I do not think we will get to the 2024 election. Things are going to implode in Washington before then. Our economic financial condition is extremely fragile. It's going to come home to roost in ugly ways. Uh, This is a direct quote from, again, Colonel Douglas McGregor just a day ago. All right, another one. Praise Jesus. Uh, Russia bans the LGBT uh, movement. So this is a whole nother article from RIA Novosti about their Supreme Court ruling that makes it, uh, you know, now, now. I don't know the details of it, but, again, there are more and more rulings coming out in, in, you know, against the whole international LGBT movement uh, at, at the level of Russia's government. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. At least somebody standing up to the evil. All right. Praise you, Father. Next one up. Ukraine blows up two railway connections between Russia and China. Okay. So, again, what does it mean? Well, we've been watching these kinds of, and, and is it really the Ukraine? See, that's the other thing too. We've we've known since day one that the CIA and and, and um, American assets and and military assets, okay, uh, everything from satellites, you know, intel, you name it. So it's really a. a, a, a kind of a proxy war. We've known that uh, between, uh, you know, essentially the United States and, and the European Union and, uh, you know, Russia. And, and really, when you think about it, it's amazing that it hasn't gone, gotten a lot worse than it has. So the restraint that Putin has shown is astonishing. All right. And uh, praise Jesus. So next one up. Wall Street Journal reports that the United States is now sending, like I mentioned earlier, 2,000-pound bunker buster bombs over to, the, uh, to fuel the Gaza War. How many? doesn't say. A bunch. If you can believe it. Uh, and that's not going to fare well. Okay. Also, the white lung pneumonia. Okay. So just so you're aware, and we want to bring on uh, Brother Gary here in the next minute or two, but just so you're aware, the white lung pneumonia is very similar. We covered this on the last two shows, and it's growing now, so now it has moved. I, I want to go ahead and cut to the chase because I could go through all these articles, but really what you need to know more than anything is that China is claiming over 13,000 children are affected over in their area, which it's probably much worse. But according to this particular article, it has spread to Vietnam, Taiwan, Sweden, Denmark, the United Kingdom, Netherlands, Switzerland, India, Thailand, Singapore, Indonesia, uh, and the United States. All right. So this white lung pneumonia thing, whatever it is, if you know, is this going to turn out to be the the catastrophic contagion? It's going to be the Sears. Is this going to start? What we really need to keep our eyes. I I hate to even say this, but because it's so unfortunate, so awful. But there have been some researchers that have done some digging and they found in the actual documentation from uh, Pfizer that there uh is a side effect known as pneumonia myo uh mycoplasmal mycoplasmal i don't i'm not a medical person that ain't my thing but the people out there that are claiming some expertise in this area, believe that uh, it is. this is a side effect. This white lung pneumonia is actually a side effect that is being made manifest across the globe as a secondary type of a pandemic. Could that be true? Well, we don't know. All right. Praise God. Um, uh, of course, the, the southern border crisis is absolutely out of control. It's getting worse by the day. Uh, now even CNN, people are going down there to try to debunk it, and then they find out that it's actually worse than they thought. And and it's all over the news, but we know what we know what the end game is. We know exactly what they want to have happen, and it's going to. Ha- it's already happening over in France. It's already happening over in the UK, and it's going to be happening in the United States. The world world war and, and civil war across. It's it's absolutely unbelievable. Ukraine is going to get 1.2 billion from the World Bank. $1.2 billion from the World Bank. Also, another headline, Gateway Pundit uh, published this article that, uh, that there's uh, – and, and he gives the names of everybody, but that, you know it's kind of beside the point. Uh, there's a United States Navy medical officer that is claiming that heart-related issues amongst the Army pilots are increasing at an alarming rate, myocarditis is up by 151%, and heart failure by – get this – nine hundred and seventy three percent Okay, and then of course we have these Arctic blasts, uh, United States Northeast, Ohio to New York, buried under 40 inches of snow. Many of many different locations across uh, uh, you know uh, across the northern part of the United States. Uh, the the UFO thing is absolutely out of control. It, it, they won't stop talking about it. They, it. It it is, and and folks, it's so amazing to think about it because really it's a big part of how things are going to u- unfold in the next several months. The flooding in Africa is unbelievable. The, the the solar maximum stuff that they're talking about. There are so many papers, scientific papers coming out, and, and Indian researchers predict a solar maximum that could arrive in 2024 and literally cripple the world's internet for weeks. And they mean it. They mean it. Alright, praise God, thank you Jesus. And on that note, let's go ahead and jump over and bring on Brother Gary Wayne. Hallelujah. And I'm looking for his uh, number here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um drum roll please. Double checking. Okay, I see. Wait a minute. Gary, if you're in the call doc, I'm looking at the numbers and I don't Can you press 1 to signify that you're in the call doc waiting to come live cuz I'm I see where I think you are, but I don't know that number. I can try it. Here, let's see if this is you. Praise God. Brother Gary, are you there? Okay. No. All right. Um, Wonder. Okay, we're right after the 8 o'clock hour, and Gary is never late, except for when he was sick. Gary, if you're in the call, Doc, I don't have your number showing up, and I don't know why. I can try calling. I wonder if he's having technical difficulties. Hold on just a second. Let me try something here. Okay, let me try this.
3: All right, so, oops, all right,
2: here, of course, he could have texted me, and then my phone will be on silent, and I wouldn't have gotten it, hold on, I'm trying to squint my eyes to see that number, it is very tiny, (laughs) Hmm. Okay, let's see if this works. Please do not see the number live on the air. Okay, so that's weird. It says the call failed. All right. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to call Gary directly because I am not getting him. So let's try that. Hold on just a second. Okay, I'm getting a busy signal on this one. All right, let me try another number. All right, see if this goes through.
0: Mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. Gary. Oh, no worries. Um, yeah, okay. Um, I I just – yeah, I want to – you know, I uh, saw so – so I guess I'll just go ahead and uh, let you keep on trying to dial in. I didn't know we were having technical difficulties, but it does happen. No worries. No worries. All right, I'll see you. And, and be sure to – I don't know what you, number will appear, but you're coming in via Skype probably? No worries. All right, I'll I'll see you soon. All right. God bless you. Thank you. All right, bye. All righty. So Gary is having, as as I had suspected could be a possibility, he's having a little bit of a technical difficulty. It does happen. Um sometimes the blog talk radio switchboard just doesn't connect. And so he was having that problem uh and he's trying to connect uh, again, and rebooting a few things to to get connected into the program so we 'll just go ahead and uh, i 'll just go ahead and continue to go forward with some of these um, um Headlines while we're waiting for Gary to to connect. All right, now Matt gets a new UFO problem. Matt Gates. Okay, Americans have long been kept in the dark about the United States government unidentified anomalous phenomenon, and and the time for transparency is now. So they're putting on a fight. They're you know they've got a, a handful of lawmakers right now that are going up against you know the uh, essentially the, the DoD, and they're trying very aggressively to get information that. Uh, they're never going to get they just don't realize they're never <laughs> going to get it and if they did get it, they wouldn't believe it anyways so anyway um so that'll be i I find that to be a very interesting subject to keep uh keep 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 it um taps on all right praise God, thank you Jesus and we have brother Gary now, so let's bring him on live hallelujah,
0: hallelujah.
2: hey brother Gary
0: hey
4: how you doing
2: oh you sound great yeah doing good
4: that, that's good Hey, glad <laughs> you're
2: able to connect sometimes that sometimes that switchboard won't let people connect I've run across that myself a couple of times quite a few actually so really oh, glad it's that you were crazy able to so yeah it is
4: yeah yeah and and I set up early, so I'm ready to go. So and I usually do a test and I did everything and then I'm going, Uh oh, this is not good
2: <laughs> Yeah. It I, I've I've so, been blocked out. I've even had to cancel some programs because of that problem. So, uh where I I was well, like, I'm sorry everybody, but I can't connect to
3: the show myself.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, glad you finally you know, made it. Praise God. <laughs>
4: yeah. And, and and so happy to be back. And uh, I'm still suffering a little bit from the hangovers from from COVID. Um, I'm not testing positive anymore, but I've still got a heck of a cold. So, um, but uh, getting a little bit better every day. And uh, so really looking forward to the show tonight. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the alien phenomena tonight on Chapter 48.
2: Perfect timing.
4: Yeah, it's kind of appropriate with what's going on out there these days, isn't it?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, the lawmakers are flipping out. They're doing everything they can to get the DOD to give them information that they don't even realize they don't want to know, if you know what I mean. They're, you know, what I mean, they, they don't realize how bad it actually is, but that's okay. They'll have to sort that one out on their own. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, no kidding and uh... Yeah, and, and we're going to see a whole bunch of crazy information, and it's probably going to be you know lots of conflicts in it, and we'll just have to wait and see how that sort of unfolds. But they are are, are definitely gearing up to uh, deal with uh, the alien phenomena, but in a way that where I think they're going to control the message. So when I wrote the chapter 48, it's called the the alien phenomena. It was an anticipation of how we would sort of get there and how uh, it might be presented to us. And so one of the things that I'm not sure people have made a, a connection of the dots to is the connection of how we're presented, the alien sort of culture and the alien religion. And uh, the agenda is it's essentially through a mystical Uh, lens. It's through a mysticism of of Eastern religions or or Gnosticism. So we ought to be prepared for those kinds of connections. So chapter 48, uh, I opened up with a a verse out of Jeremiah 51 7, and it's with the destruction of Babylon. And the uh, the passage reads, Babylon was a gold cup in the Lord's hand. She made the whole earth drunk. The nations drank her wine, therefore they now have gone mad. So what we're going to see operating in parallel is a rise of Babylon and the introduction of all kinds of alien phenomena and all kinds of alien beings, I think. And we need to understand that there's some direct connections in here that we need to be aware of so that we can better Help other people and discern for ourselves um, what is going on out there because it's going to get confusing in in a a very significant way when it really starts to roll out it's kind of oh yeah finally they're going to admit it sort of attitude to we're not sure what they're going to say what they're going to reveal and how fast that's going to come and then what's that going to look like once we start to see more of these uh, alien type of beings that they're going to portray them as so when we look at um Revelation seventeen, um, that's the introduction of Babylon. And what's interesting, and, and Babylon is being talked about in terms of what it's going to do in the first three and a half years. There's a rising period before that. And then her destruction is is shortly after Revelation 17, in fact, in Revelation 18. And it's talked about in Revelation 14 and also in 17 to destroy Babylon. And so Babylon comes before Antichrist comes, who comes at the midpoint of the last seven years, at least from um, being crowned in the temple. He'll be around before, but he's going to be crowned in the temple at the great abomination. So Revelation 2 8 tells us that Babylon's going to uh, probably arrive sooner with the understanding of there's going to be 10 years of tribulation. So probably six to six and a half years, or maybe even before we're going to see a rise of Babylon. Like I say, that's going to work sort of in tangent with this alien revelation and introduction uh, of the fourth or fifth kind as they're talking about as a fifth kind now. So Revelation 9 tells us that angels are going to be released in the abyss before the midpoint of the last seven years. And Revelation 12 tells us there's going to be war in heaven. And this is the time when Antichrist comes to power. Um, with the power of Satan behind him, and Satan in 2 Thessalonians 2 um, provides all of the power to Antichrist, and then in Revelation 13, both the false prophet and to Antichrist, and this is very important sort of backdrop to the alien phenomena, and Daniel 8.10, when he rises to power and at the time of Revelation 12 with the war in heaven, is actually going to go into heaven and throw some of the starry hosts down to the earth. That'll demonstrate the power that is designed to deceive the earth, to follow these beings uh, who are telling us to fight for our freedom against the evil God of the Bible and of the universe, and that they can win, and they're going to use the taking down of some of the starry hosts, the Saba, the army of angels uh, from the loyal side that's talked about in Daniel 8. This is a time of that Luke in 2126 is talking about of the time of Babylon and the time when the men's hearts are going to uh, be filled with uh, fear. And fear from what is coming from heaven, and that this is the time of the powers of the heaven are going to be shaken, and you know that's the dynamis word, and it goes to not only the power of heaven but also denotes an angelic realm. And so, also in the time of Babylon and its rise, um, and after its risen, that I think the start of the last seven years in Daniel nine twenty seven. Um, When Antichrist begins his ascent, as Revelation 13 describes, and comes to power at the midpoint, you have Babylon that is uh, starting to rise in its prominence. And it's a time of tribulation. It's a time of false prophets. It's a time when those who stand up for Jesus and God will be hated by all the nations around the earth, in the earth, wherever they are. All the beings that are coming will hate you for Jesus. And so we're going to see if you think the rising up against um, ex-President Trump was significant. Wait until you see the rise up against all of those Christians and others who are converting to following Jesus in the last days fanned uh, up for the testimony of Jesus it's going to be something of significance that uh, you know the world hasn't really seen to this point and it's a time of reflection of what was what was before will be again nothing is new under the Sun so it's a time of antiquity and a time of antiquity of iniquity that Matthew 24 4 talks about in the time of affliction or thalipses, which is tribulation of the first three and a half years. And as we learn, tribulation even three years before that, as Babylon is assuming power. And so, this is kind of the backdrop, as well as the understanding that. just as nothing is new under the sun, it's, we get an overarching sign in the book of Luke and in, in the book of Matthew in terms of the end times from the oration that Jesus provides as the days of Noah when the giants and the fallen angels walked amongst us and reigned over the earth. And again, shortly after the flood, as Luke connects to Sodom and Gomorrah in his accounting of the signs of the end time that Jesus provided. And so we have these fallen angels that we've talked about, and demons that are coming out of the abyss. We have demons that are with us today. You have angels and demons that didn't go into the abyss, and they're all active as the invisible ones, with the visible ones on the earth. And it's that authority that they're going to be able to control the agenda and the story as to who these beings are as they start to wrap up with their angelic technology in preparation for our, the stand that they want people of the earth to take against God and his loyal angels. So they need a way to explain this. And the way to explain it is through the ancient alien mythos as part of that propaganda and as part of these aliens coming from other planets, other galaxies, uh, other universes perhaps, um, but coming from long distances. And they are working in a manner that is like an organized rebellion against the god of against the god of the universe and so the explanation will be is that these kinds of beings the angels who are changelings who could take many different forms so how do we know they're changelings well we know they can take a physical form as in the two angels that accompanied the preexistent Jesus, the angel of the Lord that went to see Abraham, and then those two physically uh, created bodies for those angels as an oikitarian to dwell in, uh, they could eat and drink and interact and touch with the physical world. So that's how a, how a spiritual being is able to do that. They can be in the physical world as an opalescent being, but if they want to be a physical being, they have to create their oiketarian, the dwelling place for the Spirit, just as they have a habitation in heaven, which is oiketarian. Jude 1:6 is where habitation is located. And the Greek word is oikaterion, meaning a dwelling place for the Spirit. And we're also told in Hebrews 13 that we need to be good to strangers unless we, or unless we come across an angel. So they can fool us. They can be in a physical form, and we can recognize them as an angel or not. And if we look at the polytheist pantheon, they can take a form of the gender that they want. So they can appear in male or female and any other form that they want. So when you hear about gods like Zeus, for example, who turned themselves into a wolf, and this is common right across the polytheist religion, they have this changing sort of capability that we've seen demonstrated for us in the bible in terms that they can take a physical form and just as we get goddesses like um, astarte or the queen of heaven Astaroth, all of these are goddesses and these are fallen angels so they are able to take a different gender in in the uh, in the bible just as it's recorded about the balim in in the old testament so we have a biblical reference for this that and if they can take that kind of form they could take forms that could make what seemingly would be almost unlimited kinds of aliens at the top level in terms of that uh hierarchy, even though it was a hierarchy within that hierarchy compared to some of the visible ones and so this is how it's going to be explained, and that they are looking after our better interest and Uh, God will send the world a great delusion just as we're being prepared with the knowledge of of this world, the wisdom of this world. In that wisdom of this world is all the belief system of the fallen angels, that the visible ones, their spurious offspring on this earth um, that they created, and they created several different kinds, um, are going to... um, be implementing that wisdom that is going to tell us that these are not the fallen angels, these are not demonically created beings in a physical sense before they lose their bodies, Um, and that um, they are aliens that are um, fighting against the same sort of evil force, and that they can win, because God is no greater than uh, their leader or their God, so that they there's an opportunity to win your freedom from this god of the universe that they say is evil. Um, but they have to say that uh, it's the only chance that they have is to try and just to justify the rebellion is is to have all of humankind rebel and hopefully use that as a legal tact in their case it, with God. So the world uh, is now prepared to believe in this alien phenomena. And, you know, when I wrote the book, I said about 50% of the world believed in aliens. And now that's well above that. Some people, some of the surveys coming in are saying that at least 70% believes that. And that the world has been taught to believe, and they seem to believe that these are going to be good angels for the most part, good for humankind, And that they want us to participate in this galactic revolution, sort of like Star Wars or Doctor Strange, where they want to win a realm on their own away from the evil god of the universe or the dark lord of the universe, as in the movies Doctor Strange talks about. So within that, understanding is is that for us to win our table at this so-called galactic table of beings like in Babylon 5 or Star Trek or so many other types of, of science fiction with aliens from other planets, we have a seat at this galactic table. That's what they're going to offer for us and provide us technology to ramp up to get to the level that we can fight with them that we actually have a chance to beat the angels uh, sent from god and we're seeing part of that knowledge transfer in our generation that is ramping us up to uh, have that angelic technology reinstated and i say reinstated because all of this technology as we've talked about in shows past was implemented Before the flood and to a certain degree, again, after the flood with the Balim and and, and the offspring gods until they were sent to the pit prison as well, where their parents went for the same crimes. So they created giants, they're passing on illicit knowledge, um, creating um, mother goddess aspects in violation of the Holy Spirit or blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And for those crimes, even the offspring gods and the Balimas as are recorded in the Bible, went to um, the pit prison. And so we're brainwashed and been prepared all of our lives through entertainment, through the media, through education, to accept these ideas. Because the wisdom of the world leads us away from God. That's its purpose. Just as the mystical religions are sort of that organizational body that does that, that uh, created the seven sciences and the mystery schools, which became our education system. Designed to slander God, not give God credit for anything, and to honor their pantheon of gods. And we covered this in past shows, but. Just look at the imagery that's around our sciences. It praises the pantheons and everything that it does. And all the literature is there to praise the history and the pantheons. Everything that's in there is done to worship the fallen ancient pantheon. So we have a mystical education and that's part of the brainwashing as well as the entertainment. And that... The aliens will provide technology and knowledge to evolve us to the next level. That's going to be what's being offered. And that this technology is all for the good of humankind. And this is a demonstration of that mythical doctrine a knowledge cult that the Gnostics are, or all mysticisms are, that they're trying to learn more of the knowledge so that they can be like God. And it is a reinstatement of the New Eden, as the occult religions would talk about it, that it will be when, as when Satan offered uh, or convinced them the cash to offer the Uh, fruit from the tree of good and evil to eve and then later adam ate of the same way it was that to be like god you need to eat from this forbidden knowledge from this fruit and then you would have your immortality that you have from the tree of life and you would be like god with that additional knowledge and this is part of what these angels are going to do we know this is the same story as what happened in the book of enoch Uh, that gives us some context to what was going on in Genesis 6 Um, and so we need to understand that there there is a significant relationship to the mythos the ongoing throughout our history mythos of these so-called aliens and the ancient alien mythos is, is on the history channel who do very, very good research, but everything is manipulated and seen through the lens of uh, all of these beings are aliens. And there are some there within the organizational structure that are physical beings that are uh, sort of akin to the Nephilim and those Nephilim kind of or spurious kind of creations, but it doesn't account for in that mythos the gods or the fallen angels. They just reduce them to more advanced aliens. And so the alien mythos, just as Babylon is probably going to be baptizing as many aliens as they can, and just as the Catholic Church has already prepared to do so, uh, expect that to be part of the Babylon experience as these aliens start to walk amongst us again. Both the fallen angels and their spurious offspring And as soon as there is an oikitarian for the demonic beings they will be back and those are the disembodied spirits of the Giants
0: and they will all
4: be amongst us and so the alien mythos promotes um, the idea that once humans are ready to wake up once they are ready to acknowledge we are not alone in the universe we just instantly go into a universal government because we have to unite as in Babel. We have to have one religion as in Babel. And it's the Babel syndrome that if we do not unite, we'll be destroyed from the face of the earth, not only from what we're doing to ourselves, but from this evil outside force that is coming to destroy the earth, which they will paint as the loyal angels and the God of the universe. And so this religious Unification will be the ancient pantheon of Babylon that was at Babel. Babel is the root Hebrew word for the Greek word for Babylon. That's uh, not a Greek word, but it's used in the Greek translation that we translate as Babylon in Revelation 17. So it's rooted in the source word Babel and the mystical religion that Nimrod, put over all of the Noahites of that time. And that was the religion, as the polytheists believed, which, which came from the antediluvian epoch before the flood. The Enochian mysticism developed by, through the seven sciences by Enoch, son of Cain, not Enoch, son of Jared. There's two. Always keep that in mind. And they conflate the two to make it more difficult to understand and to hide behind. And that this Enoch, son of Cain... Put the sciences into seven disciplines and then get united with this angelic technology that we're starting to see happening in our time or our generation or the fig tree generation that is going on today. And so in this alien mythos, it also presents through their mystical religion and you could look at the Jedi and uh, the ascending sort of nature that they're trying to do with that religion. In the ancient alien mythos, in all sorts of different forms, they're going to promise some sort of, of ascension to godhood. And it may be a step-level, uh, like a pyramid, versus straight to the highest level. Whatever it is, it's designed to promise humanity and involvement from our older estate to this new estate that was introduced in, in, the, in the Eden concept of unlimited knowledge and immortality. And so they're going to offer both in this technology that is going to come to a cap and an apex with the mark of the beast. But it comes through Babylon that is here first as a universal religion. Is one that controls the seven kings of this of the end time empire, or the ten kings of the end time empire, uh, as the seventh empire and Antichrist will be the eighth, and it rides those beasts of nations, just as it did all the way through from Babel to Egypt to Assyria to Persia to Babylon to Greece to Rome and the coming end time empire. It's part of that hierarchy. What was will be, again, just reimagined in our technological brainwashing that we've been receiving so that we we will more easily accept it, and that this promise is a promise of the new age or the new Atlantis and this new time of enlightenment when anything can be accomplished. It will be Presented as the, the most awesome, magnificent gift ever given to humanity, but there's a catch. You're going to have to fight for it. And that's the price of sitting at the galactic table and evolving in in this new, new, um, new age. And this is the Babel syndrome. Unite under one government and religion or be destroyed from the face of the earth. And they're going to come out and say, with the combination of these aliens who are actually the fallen angels and the spurious offspring and i'll get to that in a a couple of minutes they are going to be telling you that if you do not convert and fight you're going to be destroyed anyways as as the evil god of the bible is going to come do that to to them so i mean christians we know that isn't true but we also know that most of the world isn't christian we also know that there's a lot of superficial Christian Christianity out there. We also know people are easily deceived, and they will be deceived. Um, and even the elect would be deceived if they weren't saved from that hour of trial, which is the time of the uh, mark of the mark of the beast. That's how large the deceptions are going to be. And so just as Babel was led by Nimrod, this whole working of Babylon and the aliens and changing over every preconceived idea. And that is part of their doctrine is when they start to reveal themselves, when they start to reveal their knowledge and technology and what they want us to do, it will oversee overturn every pre- preconceived idea unless you have the armor of God. And you're able to discern and your faith is strong and that you uh, will not be able to communicate this to people around the world unless you put on that armor of God and you do it in a way that we don't lose our credibility and that we can get people to listen and we need to role model that. And that is going to be key as we get closer to this uh, point in time, because as we see with the U.S. government in Congress today, as we see all around the world, there's more and more information, filtered information, that is leading to an introduction of these aliens to us. And there's and we all know about all of the mythos about the meeting with the U.S. government of the Anunnaki, which are fallen Cherubin. Um This is all coming to a head in the not-so-distant future. And so it's designed to cattle herd us, between the catastrophes that are going on, the alien phenomena, the universal religion, the false prophets that are going to be producing producing prophecies to say if we don't convert, this is going to happen and it's only going to get worse. And if you don't convert by X amount of prophecies, then you'll be destroyed from the face of the earth. So expect all of that to come ahead and it will be just to a head and it will be just like the days of Noah both before and after the flood and so the false prophets of Babel connect into this alien mythos and to the God's past and will be inspired provided knowledge provided technology to not only make these prophecies that are contrived But the ability with that technology and their allies to bring about those and they will be provided additional powers from these forces to do things that will make them look preternatural. And for all we know, they could be, the false prophets could be coming back as this is just my speculation, as part of all those people that have been taken away, have been kidnapped, have vanished with alien abductions, and they're going to be coming back as in um, a coming back from the dead, so to speak, uh, which false prophet has, as you take that back to Greek, some interesting relationships with uh, coming back from the dead, uh, prophets of the dead, to uh, present their pedigree for their... Uh, false for their profit status of, of this religion and so the aliens are, are deja vu of ancient encounters when you look at the encounters of these aliens in modern times um, and we have similar recollections throughout history that will connect them to uh, fallen angels and the spurious offspring of the fallen angels So you have sexual experimentation that's going on with the alien mythos. Well, we had sexual experimentation uh, with with DNA manipulation, with plant genome manipulation, not with, you know, obviously that's with the plants. Um, And you had uh, creation of the Nephilim. You have creation of all these little people. You have creation of all of these different kinds of creatures that polytheism talks about, the chimera, Concept which we use now in science as to create many different animals all grown into one with the uh, DNA manipulation This is the same type of connection that was done in the past just done, interpreted differently and that in these alien abductions of the past there was uh, a technology involved like flying machines and these quantum bubbles uh, that seemingly had gods in. And they violated the laws of creation with these creations, just just as creating giants is a violation of creation and probably a violation against the Holy Spirit. And some of the aliens, uh, you know, as have this distinct smell about them that is more of a sulfur stench, which again, Sort of goes to those uh, spurious offspring, another sort of connection. And so if we start to look into some of the history that comes down through some of the religions and and, and, uh, mythology of the polytheist religions, uh, there's some aliens that are very much akin to. some of the aliens that we see today and you have uh, a kind of angel as in a fairy and there's three groups of these little people and there's a the fourth group which is interesting too that i'll probably touch but touch on as well quickly but these are three groups of fairies that are talked about all around the world and one is a good looking group you know like tinkerbell is described in peter pan the goat god Uh, nature god uh, and all the allegories encoded into peter pan Uh, and you have the trickster spirit of the demonic spirits and trickster spirit of the fallen angels as it's understood uh, in the occult but the trickster spirit as it shows up in some spurious offspring would be like the leprechauns these are mischievous ones Uh, and there's a whole group of those And they're listed, again, on all continents around the world, except for Antarctica, as as I always like to point out. But who knows what we'll find on Antarctica someday. And then there's these ugly ones. Uh, They have trolls in them. They have gnomes in them. They have dwarves in there. They have elves in there and a whole host of ugly ones. And so in this uh, group of the ugly ones, um, there are the gnomes. Um, although in some of the mythology you could also include uh, elves in in there and a couple of other ones like the goblins as well and I'm going to give you a description of what these uh, beings look like and then I'm going to connect that back to um, some of the aliens that were being prepared for for introduction so you know, I'm going to read this out of chapter 48. Goblins, elves, trolls, and gnomes are known in mythology as beings that are described as greys. They are grey-skinned, have huge oval heads, small almond-like eyes, and spindly limbs. They are eager to breed with humans to modify and refresh their genetic makeup so that they might continue to survive. Again, this is an eerily accurate description of the modern alien descriptions as well as the modern Hollywood creations such as the Asgard from the Stargate series. And this is, I mean, I I have have an annotation on there for where I got that source, but that's a common description of these types of uh, third grouping of, of, of aliens. And that it is, is, is eerily close to the gray alien that you just can't, you can't ignore it. And these, these fairy beings from the past uh, also have technology like the aliens. And so I'm going to read a little bit more from this chapter. Um, and... It starts with many of the less benign aliens of today, according to Eason, who um, is an expert in the fairy mythos, portray an eerie kingship to the likeness of goblins, which we just talked about, and gnomes of fairy mythology. Goblins and trolls were described with eyes glowing like coals and with withered crones. Only in Nordic legends were fairy folk to be tall and noble, and this would be an allegory for the Nephilim, just as you see the white elves as opposed to the dark elves, which are the smaller ones. The white elves are larger. The ones that are depicted as the white elves that have blonde hair and blue eyes in in Lord of the Rings by Tolkien. And in most legends, fairy folk were small beings of mischief and evil. Trolls, goblins, gnomes, and other similar creatures come in many different sizes. They have grotesque, fleshy faces and are very hairy. Now, in a 1954, alien abduction that transpired in Cerro de la Tras Torres, Venezuela, witnesses described the aliens as dwarf-like hairy beings. Just like uh the uh, the ugly classification of fairies. In 1955 in Hops- Hopskin, Kinsville, Kentucky, five tiny goblin-like beings with wrinkled skins and large eyes and ears were witnessed. Most documented uh, accounts describe famous, excuse me, they describe the famous aliens known today as the greys. Fairies that kidnapped children were known also as the gray neighbors by the Shetlanders. These fairies were small, gray goblin and troll-like creatures, as they were described in in Scotland, and these mythologies this, these mythological fairies were a Celtic conception to describe small people who become invisible and who were feared abductors of children. Now I'm going to read you a short piece on the uh, on a fairy abduction, and many have been taken away by the said spirits for a fortnight or a month together being carried with them in chariots through the air over hills and dales, rocks and precipices till at last they have been found lying in some meadow or mountain bereaved of their senses. Another encounter from a more than a hundred years ago, witnessed and I'm still reading from my book here by David Williams of North Wales included a brilliant meteor like vehicle that flew and was followed by a ring of small fairy-like beings that dance to music, all the while surrounded by brilliant lights. You can't get any closer to uh, a uh, modern gray alien abduction than these descriptions. And Cassandra Eason notes that fairies need to reproduce with humans, ostensibly like aliens. Fairies never abduct old people, only babies, young men, young women. And, and, in a sim- and they do this in a similar fashion to alien abductions. The victims' minds remain blank of what was done and said to have happened to them in the fairy abductions. So these are accounts coming out of our history, and they're talking uh, as a, almost in an identical manner as the uh, alien abductions. And in the elemental group, there is a fourth group, and these are called salamanders. And these salamanders are reptilian type of beings, which, again, is another piece of the alien mythos. And they're said to be larger than humans, and they like to live in the earth. And so one presumes there could be many kinds of reptilian beings, maybe Nahash or serpent-like beings that were in Eden or other spurious kinds that they would have created. So biblically, we need to understand that the Bible talks about elementals. Elementals that have power and authority on this earth. And that authority comes from the fallen angels, the Invincible Ones. They are part of the Spirit's offspring. They are more than just... The Spirit's offspring is more than just the bloodline royales. It's other creatures that were created and either saved from the flood or recreated again after the flood, because the Balim, for example, did the same crimes as El and the parent gods before the flood. So when we look at Galatians 4.2 we get a hint of this and it says in galatians 4:2 but it is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father even so when we were children were in bondage under the elements of the world and we also get um, another passage in, in galatians 4:9 that is talking about these elements were unto were unto you desire again to be in bondage and so to be in bondage to these elements suggests they have power and authority and so some sometimes element is translated into english out of greek from stoikion as rudiments and it's the same root word and element or stoikion or rudiment is defined as something in an orderly arrangement the first thing belonging to a whole as in principle heavenly bodies and primary aspects of the world. So you have to watch where it's being translated. It can be translated as an element uh, essential to physical creation, or it can be as an element that's part of this higher hierarchy. And so these elements that are talked about in the New Testament are part of the spurious hierarchical structure. So we have, as we've talked about in the past, the invisible ones and the visible ones. And so elementals are defined in, uh, in the occultist creatures evolved into the four kingdoms of the earth, air, fire, um, earth, and water, and each one of those is assigned to each one of those four groups I gave you on the elementals, and that uh, they are at the lowest level of the spurious hierarchy. So you have the invisible ones that are at the top level, but as the Saba the host of the rebellious ones is rank and order in that army. So you have like in the council of the gods, a descending order uh, just as you do in heaven. And you also have a hierarchy of the spurious ones. So the Nephilim and the bloodline uh, are part of the higher hierarchy, but these other spurious offspring make up the other parts of the hierarchy. And these... Other beings that are in the lower half, lower parts and the elementals are in the lowest level and the salamanders would be higher than them and the Nephilim would be higher than them and who knows how many other different levels there are in the physical creations. They're going to be part of that whole list of aliens who are providing knowledge today and will continue to provide knowledge and be part of the alien groupings and then that's going to be filled in with the more technologically advanced aliens which will be the fallen angels who will also use their changeling aspects and another thing to keep in mind about the fairies is many of them also have changeling capability that was said to be inherited from the genes as being spurious offspring of of the fallen angels but with some other dna modifications as it goes in in the occult So we're going to be hit with things on the alien mythos that we may not be able to anticipate or imagine. We just have to understand the general sort of precepts and the hierarchy and how they're going to deceive the world. But the power of the technology and on full display is going to be very, very difficult to deal with. So we're going to need to prepare ourselves to explain the unexplainable. And we need to take that back to the Bible always uh, if we're going to help people from being deceived in the great delusion as Second 2 Thessalonians 2.11 talks about, where God will send a great, delusion, a great delusion. And the alien phenomena is part of that. The false prophets are part of that. Babylon is part of that. The signs in the skies are are part of it, but it's all part of the organized conspiracy to deceive humans, to lead them away from God, and to convince them to make a stand against God when Antichrist comes to power. And you combine that with all the other catastrophes and what we're doing to ourselves in the world, it's going to be so chaotic that we're going to have to I think we're going to need to do a very good job of preparation. So um, that ends my um, presentation on Chapter 48. I did want to talk a little bit just quickly before John comes back in and just about my new book. And uh, I have an update on that. It is now out of the printer's queue. It is at the printer's to have an official release date of March 12th. The the publisher is going to release it uh, once it is printed, and we're hoping that Amazon and all the other stores are going, who are taking pre-orders right now, um, are going to put it on the shelves before March 12th. The Kindle version will come out, um, but not ahead of the printed version, so there's no pre-ordering on that. If you are interested in pre-ordering, A Kindle one, you'll have to wait till uh, the 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 book is made available, and then uh, it will you'll see the digital version in Kindle. It's already in Kindle form. It's just being uh, waiting for the official release. There's a generous excerpt of all 84 chapters on. Genesis, on the Genesis 6 Conspiracy Part 2 on my website at the Genesis 6 conspiracycom Genesis 6, the number 6, conspiracy.com and the subtitle to the new book for people who aren't aware of it is How Understanding Prehistory and Giants Helps, Helps to Define End-Time Prophecy This is a book designed for Christians It goes deeper into the Bible than any other book that's out there on the market in ways that's not covered If you want to know all there is to know about giants, all the different tribes, all the hybrid tribes, if you want to know about the angelic hierarchy, the council of the gods, and how all of that fits in, and get underlined the key words and phrases to help define end-time allegory, where the context for most of end-time allegory is based in prehistory, so it's a good source to, to get the full context, I do that, and then I'll, I lay it down in the last two sections where I lay down um, end time prophecy and a chronology that you can rely on that I think takes away all of conflicts. And it's not like it's anything new. All I do is put everything around what Jesus said. Don't ignore inconvenient passages. Um, and so there's a few other things I do as well, but you'll see it sort of on display. And so this book, as I said, is specifically targeted for Christians. I think if you're a non-Christian, you want to know more about giants than you ever thought you was out there, this book will be for you as well. So we're hoping to have that out shortly after Christmas. Who knows, it might be out a little bit before, but it should be out before March 12th. And I am taking pre-orders on the website for the, for the written copy. Uh, and there are also uh, discounts for multiple books as well.
2: That is awesome, praise God. So, um, so we can keep our eyes on uh, Genesis Number Six conspiracycom and then we'll we'll have a pretty good idea by checking there when the book is actually available. And you're going to be able to get it to the website as well. Yes. Yeah.
4: Yes. Uh, I, keep, I keep inventory of, the, of book one, and I will have inventory of book two, and I will continue to do signed copies. So if you did want a signed copy, there's a U.S. page on the Buy Now page, there's a Canadian page, and there is a overseas page. Um, so you can get a signed copy from anywhere in the world. Uh, and if you did want to buy it from Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com or Amazon.ca, there are links from my buy page over to those sites as well. So you can price, compare, and decide. My book does cost a little bit more money because it cost me $25 to ship to the U.S.
2: No worries praise god that's awesome i'm I'm really glad we've all been uh, I, I know a lot of people have been waiting on it and um, uh, this is very exciting uh, and it's going to be uh, an amazing amazing work there's no doubt about it thank you so much Gary always for uh, joining us these are some of the most edifying and uh you know just it amazing programs and the book I can tell you i've gotten I've bought the book for other people and got feedback from folks and let me tell you something it's on fire it is amazing Amazing work and very captivating when it gets to the level of detail that it gets into. So, again, the next book is going to be equally, if not even more so. And uh, what a blessing to have you join us and to, to give us, you know, the the highlights of the various chapters so that people are uh, drawn into this absolutely fascinating um, uh, understanding of things that, that just is it's not available anywhere else. So, anyway, thank you, Gary, so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate your time. My,
4: it is my humble pleasure and privilege to be here. And, you know, it's about getting information out. So we all need to serve in ways that we can. And mine is to, you know, honor the God Most High by trying to get information out to Christians and to non-Christians alike so that they start to look at what's in the Bible uh, and, and maybe save them, them themselves through faith in Jesus and Uh, the God most high.
2: Praise God. All right, well, thank you so much, Gary, always, and uh, we're looking forward to the next program, um, and uh, everybody, I just wanted to say God bless you for joining us tonight. Um, this Wednesday, I believe we have Sister Elena joining us. Um, the Friday night prayer vigil will have to be moved to Saturday, okay, so thank thank you, Gary, and I'm going to go ahead and mute your mic, um, and uh, uh, we're going to have to move the, the prayer vigil to Saturday because my company has a mandatory thing. I have to go to Friday night, unfortunately. But anyway, um, thank you all for joining us. God bless you. Uh, just remember, as we get deeper into the things that are happening over there, you know, it's it's going to get bumpy, folks. It's going to be we're, we're living in bumpy days. Um, it's, the Bible's warned us about it. It's going to happen. It's going to get bumpy. The question is, how long are we going to be here for the bumpiness? Uh, So anyway, so draw in closer. Just remember, focus your eyes on Jesus, not upon the storm, and put Take the things, the burdens, the things that are stressing you and lay them at the foot of the cross. Praise God. OK, so your your scripture for tonight is cast your burdens on the Lord uh, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be moved. Praise God. So that's Psalm fifty five twenty two. So anyway, God bless you all. We will see you this Wednesday at 7 p.m. Lord willing. Thank you all for joining us tonight. God bless you. lift my obedient children to the
4: clouds, for they shall see my glory.